0: Welcome to the light of the world. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are coming upon the most holiest of days that is celebrated by Christian believers. It is the time that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to present you a series of messages that will help you to understand what Jesus Christ did, but more importantly, why he did it. It was to offer sinful people eternal life. I want you to listen closely and even contact someone in your family who needs to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the end of today's message, we're going to share an opportunity for you or anyone you know to come to know Jesus. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Jesus had been telling them you destroy this body in three days it's going to be raised up again. Destroy this temple it's going to be raised up. I'm going to be lifted up and I'm going to get up. I'm going to be risen but they just heard it but they did not believe it. It's just like people can hear about the word of God and what things are going to happen. They can hear it but they ain't going to believe it. The Bible says that he's coming back again to receive those who are saved. Oh yes I heard that but when he come. We're going to say, what you doing here? But he's coming back again. Anybody believe that? Yeah. yeah, you say that now. You say that now. But you don't live like you believe that. Because if he's coming tomorrow, what would you straighten up today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's risen and he's coming. What he said he was going to do, he's going to do. Jesus said there is a hell fire. And then you got people say, yeah, I know he say that, but you know, I don't believe a loving God going to send people to hell. No, a loving God is not going to send people to hell. A loving God is trying to get out there and block you from going. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. So you don't have to go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that who should ever believe on them should not perish but shall have everlasting life. I ain't trying to make you go to hell. I'm trying to stop you from going. You were on your way when you got here. But no, we don't believe that. We don't believe that because we just live and do our own thing. And yeah, I heard what the preacher said, but uh, you know, it it ain't going to be like that. That's the same thing that's happening here. I heard what Jesus said, but, but I saw what I saw on the cross. What I saw happening... Can't nobody come back from that. There ain't no comeback. He's dead. I know he's dead. They they, they took him down. They they put him in, wrapped him in his burial clothes. They put him in the tomb and they roll that big stone in front of him. It is over. Uh, In fact, I thought I heard him say, it's finished. Now, if he was going to come back after three days, now this is me if I was standing there. I'm thinking, so why did he go through all that he went through If he was going to get up anyway. He could have saved himself that. He could have just said. We don't have to do that. I'm going to stay alive. Let's look at what it says in Luke chapter 24 verse 9. And when they came back from the tomb. They told all these things to the eleven. So these women went to the tomb. Remember these these, uh, apostles. Remember these men of God. Remember these fishermen. All these men Jesus hung out with. They weren't there that morning. So the women came first. I just thought I'd throw that in. All the women said. Yeah. People said they don't believe in women preachers. But the women was the first one that said, He's risen. The men didn't say nothing. They were still hiding. They thought somebody was going to ask them to be in the choir. <laughs> thought I'd throw that in for you. Yeah, they thought, hey, we go down there, they're going to ask us the same. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. That's the eleven. Judas was gone then. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. Now the apostles, not even there. But they did not believe the women. Oh, these women, they don't know what's going on. They did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. They're just telling him Jesus is risen and they didn't believe he was going to get up either. Let's look what the Bible says in John chapter 20. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in it at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter who was behind him arrived and went into the tomb. And when he saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the barrier cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself separate from the linen. And finally the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. Then verse 9 says, They did not understand from the scriptures, that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They did not understand that. These men that Jesus had been teaching and training and modeling and urging and sharing with, they did not believe and they did not understand that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Do you understand why he had to arise from the dead? If you don't understand that, then we need to understand that today, why he had to rise from the dead. I just mentioned that John 3.16 says that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. It's hard to tell somebody that they can have everlasting life while you're still dead. I came so you can have everlasting life. Well, where are you at? You dead. So I'm going to get up and let you know you're going to get up too. You know, I got one of these smartphones that make you look dumb. (laughs) Because you don't know how to use it. So on my way in this morning, I said, uh, hello to them talking to the phone. Because some of y'all talk to Sirius. (laughs) Siri, whatever her name is. It should have been Sharika and I would remember. (laughs) I said, where is Muhammad buried? Before I could get it out, he announced the burial place for Muhammad. And then said, do you want to know where all other founders of religions are buried? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, since you asked. (laughs) This is serious. And just start telling where, where everybody's buried until they got to the Christian founder. The place where he was laid, they said. But they cannot find where he is. I say, so even the phone knows that he was raised. I said, Amen. They, they said they got a place, but he ain't there. That's my version. What is typically underemphasized when we, we talk about this? resurrection story, we know what happened and we know how it happened. We know that they hung him high and stretched him wide. We know that they took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. We, we know that. We know that they beat him and spit on him. We, we know that they nailed his hands and they nailed his feet and we know they put him up on the cross and we know that. That's what happened and how it happened, but they don't tell us a lot why it happened. The apostle Paul, when he was thinking through and writing about the the results and the impact of Christ's death, he said this in Romans chapter 5, verse 6. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, we were still in our sin, Christ died for the ungodly. Somebody say ungodly. He died for those who are sinners. He died for those who are separated. He died for those who are not connected with him. He died for the ungodly. Don't you know he came for the ungodly? He didn't come for the godly. He says it's just like a doctor. I came for the sick, not those who are well. I came to seek and to save those who are lost. So lost people shouldn't be embarrassed coming to Christ because he came here for you and for me who were lost. you shouldn't have to come with your head down. You can come with your head up because he is the reason. His death was the reason for your salvation and he came for us. He came for the lost. Verse 7 says very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. We were still sinners and we were still sinning. Christ died for us. He didn't tell us we had to get ourselves together. If you want to come in here, you got to cut that out and cut that out and stop this if you're going to come to me. He said, no, just like you are. Come on. You can't stop doing what you're doing on your own. You're going to need some help. And that help is going to be the power of my blood that is shed for you. I can help you. We're going to break that power of sin in your life and give you a brand new start. Paul said, since we have now, what? Been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? God's wrath is coming. Let me say that one more time. God's wrath is coming. There's a day of judgment and there's a day of judgment and there's only two destinations. One is heaven and one is hell. Now, if you don't want to believe that, you might want to get one of these other religions with a dead starter and a dead God. Because they can tell you, you can be a Hindu a Buddhist or something like that. And you can be reincarnated and come back as a cow or a horse. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who was Buddhist and they were believing that, well, we just believe that we can come back. I said, well, you need to believe in Jesus Christ. If I'm wrong, the worst thing that happened to you is you come back as a horse or something. But if I'm right, you got eternal life. <laughs> Amen. So you might as well go with me. I don't want to take my chances. I want to come back as no horse and say, Hey, who, who did this? <laughs> Amen. I might be a mule. It won't even be no thoroughbred. <laughs> who wants to be a mule? Amen. Raise your hand if you want to be a mule. He says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? That's why he did that, so that we can be brought to him and reconciled and saved through his loss. That was the process that was the mechanism that was the plan of God to say how do I redeem these lost people somebody got to shed blood for their lives so that they won't have to shed it in the end somebody's going to have to pay the penalty for the sin that's in their life I can do that once and for all and do a blanket salvation for everybody by shedding the blood of my son and anybody who believes and comes under that blood they can be saved This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin, and every year this time our focus turns to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. That's the good news. The bad news is it seems like we only wait until this time of the year to really focus on what Jesus Christ did for us. For every believer, every day, we should be thankful to the Lord that he gave his life for us so that we do not have to perish, but we can live an abundant life and we can escape the fires of hell and spend eternity with God in heaven. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. What is he gonna save us from? Eternal damnation and hell fire. Those of you who are listening to me right now, you may be at church, but you may not be in church. That means that you're just going through the motions, you're just attending, but you're not connected with God. This is the season to remind us of why Jesus Christ came in the first place and he came to save a lost and dying world. You can make that decision even now to give your life to Jesus Christ. I give you this opportunity to be my guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m at 16161 Old Humble Road. You can meet Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you can join with the family of believers that will help you to grow and fulfill God's will and purpose in your life. If you would like to listen to this message again or previous broadcasts, go to our new website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Now, for the light of the world, this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.